And now, a message from our special guest speaker. Well, I just want to say good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. I want to, first of all, start off by saying thank you to Pastor Josh and Alicia and the whole pastoral team here that put things together and, and uh, make this church roll Monday through Saturday before the rest of y'all come in uh, to get filled up to go back out to your ministries. Aren't you thankful for good pastors? Yeah. Amen. Let's give them a hand this morning. As Pastor Josh said, uh, Heidi and I and our children, we have five children. We're in the middle of Iowa right now in Clive. We've spent the last three years traveling around the United States and the world, uh, preaching all over the world and uh, ministering and consulting with churches, helping their organizations to be healthy and thriving so that the people in the churches are healthy and thriving. How many of you know a healthy church ends up growing? You know? And so I find if you just focus on being healthy, God takes care of the rest. So I'm excited to speak with you this morning. I, I'm uh, a little bit challenged. Sometimes the Lord, he'll give me a, a message and it's just like really easy. It's all on paper and it's ready to go. And it's like, yes, that's easy. I could literally read that message and everybody would be blessed. And today, you know what he did? He's given me all these things and, and all these verses and, and then he, he won't let it all come together. He's just making me trust him for every person in the seat. So God's got something really special in store for you today. Amen. And how many of you are ready to receive from God this morning? Amen. I'm ready to. I'm ready to give it. And so let's pray together and let's see what God does in our midst. Heavenly Father, we worship you this morning. Father, I just, right now, I just say, I just empty myself, Father, and I just say, have your way in this place with this group of people. Even those people watching online right now, Father, I just ask that you have your way. Father, speak through my lips. Do only what you can do. Set the captives free this morning and build us up amen. for our ministries. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, God loves you. He loves you so much. You know, if you're new to this thing of searching out if God's real and things like that, I just want you to know that God loves you. There is no greater experience that you can have than to go from knowing God as your creator to knowing God as your father. And the way that you make that change from knowing God as some far out there creator to knowing God as your father is through a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins. Your sins are the only thing that separate you from God being your Father. And when you allow Jesus to come into your life, when you believe the truth about Jesus, that God sent Jesus to the earth to die on a cross for your sins, to be risen from the dead, when you believe that, when you believe that fact for yourself, and you take that for yourself, and you declare Jesus the Lord of your life, then God becomes your very own Father, and your destiny on the earth begins to be unlocked. There's no greater thing. A relationship with God is epic. Everybody say epic. But this does not mean that you won't experience pain or loss in your life. Now, I believe the Bible's promises. I'm a believer, I'm a faith man. God's a faith guy. He's a faith God. But being a person of faith in God does not mean that you won't experience pain. Sure. Right. So, 
we better figure out how to deal with that. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget um, when I was at, in 2004, I was just finishing up Iowa State University, my undergrad year. I had uh, a wife at the time. We lived in married student housing and, and uh, a daughter, a new daughter who I was pushing around in a, in a baby stroller and then taking to the babysitter so I could finish classes at the university. And here it came. It was my time of graduation and I was almost done and I was so excited about this next step God had for me. I'd been living for God and, and things were going really well and here in a moment I was going to have a degree and I was going to go out there and I was going to get that job and I was going to have some money in my pocket for the first time it seemed like in my life. So excited. But when the corner turned I found myself living in my in-laws home with my wife and my child and a job I didn't want with pay I didn't plan on with no voice I was like a seed dying in the earth oh you that's funny to you that was painful to me that's one of the most painful things I ever went through I'm glad that my pain can be your joy this morning. <laughs> Have you ever looked at a situation in your life that you were going through and you wondered, how could God allow this to happen to me? In my case, it wasn't just God allowing it to happen. It was God causing it. It was his will, and it was for my good. And it was called pruning. Turn over with me in your Bibles today to John chapter 15. We must understand the character of God. And we must understand that God is a vine dresser. John chapter 15 this morning. I'm going to read several verses. We're going to go one through eight today. It says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus talking. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I'll abide in you. The branch cannot bear fruit, cannot itself produce fruit, unless it abides on the vine. Likewise, you cannot produce fruit unless you abide in me. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and is dried up. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it'll be done for you. In this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. And so you'll prove to be my disciples. Hmm. Here in this story, here in this parable, here in this, uh, this account that Jesus gives us, we notice a few things. Number one, we notice that the Father God, the Father God, not just the Creator, but when you have a relationship with Him, the Father God is a vine dresser. We notice here that Jesus, the Son of God, is our vine. And he gives life. Right. Yeah. 
And we notice that we, the church, the believers in Jesus Christ, are the branches. We produce fruit by abiding. Branches. Right? Branches. And we produce fruit by abiding. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about the pruning process. You know, we live in an agrarian society right here. Fort Dodge, mostly farmland around Fort Dodge. I drove up yesterday, it was beautiful, sun, sun was setting off, off to the left, and I was driving north and, and just looking around at the beautiful landscape. So we understand growing crops, but maybe we don't necessarily understand vineyards, okay? So right here, he's using the example of a vineyard and a vine dresser. He's saying, my father is a vine dresser. I'm the vine, you're the branches. So let's talk about pruning for a minute. Pruning is the process that takes place every year in a certain season of time where the vine dresser or vintner comes up to the vine during the winter, during the time it's not supposed to be growing, during dormant season and cuts off extra branches thins out extra branches he cuts away things but what most people don't realize in the pruning process is it's twofold first the vine dresser comes up and he cuts away those things that are overgrown entangled not going to get to the sun the second thing is, is he does something called dressing up. And that's where you get vine dresser from. The vine dresser, what they do after they cut, up, cut off the thing, the vines, and they're sitting on the ground, and they put all those in a pile, is they go back to the original vines that they left there. And they wrap them up and tie them up to other strong branches and to whatever trellis that the vine is growing on. Many times in our lives as Christians, we may have heard about pruning before, but we forget that God is also the dresser of the vines. Anytime your father gets involved, he doesn't want to just leave you pruned, cut away, but he wants to bind you up. He wants to take your broken heart from all the situations of life and he wants to bring you in so you can abide with the life of the vine. As believers in Jesus, you're going to go through pruning from God. I want you to stop and just think about your life right now. Think about your life over the last six months. I want you to think, has God been pruning me? Has God been pruning in our family? Has God been pruning in our organization? How many organization leaders do we have in the room? Can you raise your hand? Okay, how many farmers do we have in the room? Can you raise your hand? Then you're an organization leader if you're a farmer. Okay, yeah, yeah. God prunes in our lives individually. He prunes in our family. He prunes in our organizations. He gets involved with us because he loves us. Yeah. Hmm. You know, oftentimes in my life, I've, I've looked at situations like the one I mentioned when I opened this message, where 
you know, I expected life to go a certain way because I was living for God and I was doing things right with God. And, you know, I was ministering in my church. I was fully involved. I was, I was all in. I was being faithful in my workplace. I was like, yeah, promotion is on the way. But what I didn't realize is that promotion in God can come through pruning. And so what, what I was waiting for was God to say, you're promoted. And what I got was the vine dresser saying, chop, 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 chop. <laughs> Here's some main points for you. The father thins out connected but underproducing branches to help them bear more fruit. Have you ever felt thinned out by the Lord? Like maybe you have several things going on in your life and you know they're all really good but all of a sudden he starts to minister into your heart and say you know even though they're all good you're not able to be great at anything and so I'm going to ask you to let go of this I'm going to ask you to let go of this and I'm going to ask you to let go of this From this John chapter 15, we notice something. That the Father prunes the branches that are producing. The Father prunes the branches, the people, and their life that are producing. We would think that God would be cutting things off of people that weren't producing. But actually, the people who aren't producing, he just get he he says, "You're not real. You're fake. You're not you're not real with me." He cuts them off completely. So sometimes we look around a crowd, we look around our church, we look around our society at other believers, and we think, "Man, why is that happening to them?" And sometimes we cast a judgment on other people, even in our congregations, but. But the thing is, God is actually involved with them because they are producing. And sometimes we get mad at God, or we're tempted to, and say, God, why? Okay, you guys are really holy. Nobody's ever been mad at God before. You know, we're, we're in the midst of this battle called life, this test, this, you know, and we're, we're living for God. We're showing up for church. We're, we're tithing our tithe. We're being faithful. We're loving our neighbor as best we can, asking forgiveness when we miss it. And we're doing everything we know to do. We seem like we're faithful. And all of a sudden, something's getting cut off. And if we're not careful, we look at that as a loss. But when God cuts off, when the Lord prunes us, he's got our growth in mind. And so we have to look into the character of God and trust him for the end result. Did you know that when a, a vine, you know, a vine's kind of ugly. Anybody ever seen a grapevine? They're kind of ugly. They've got... This, the vine comes up from the ground. It's about three to four foot tall. And then it either goes one way or two ways. And then off that vine, there's branches. It's kind of not all that. And it, it's dormant in the wintertime. And the, the vine dresser comes in while it's dormant. Not while it's fruitful. Not when it would make sense to the eyes to cut back. 
Like, I've got plenty right now. So, so sure, you can have a grape cluster. Sure, you can have this or that. No, the vine dresser comes in when it's dormant. When it feels like nothing's happening. When it feels like it's vulnerable. But it's not. The vine dresser comes in and he clips off those extra branches. But did you know if the vine dresser comes in and clips at the wrong season, then that vine bleeds out and dies? Aren't you thankful that we have a great vine dresser, God the Father, Amen. who knows just the seasons of our life to come in and prune us? Just the seasons in our family to come in and prune us? Just the season in our organizations to come in and prune us? A vine that's pruned in proper season, when it turns to spring, will grow six to eight feet pretty much immediately. New growth. New growth. You guys know quick growth. I mean, you're around corn, right? I mean, it seems like we were driving up yesterday and they're out plowing in the fields and it will blink and that corn will be three feet tall. Yeah. Once that stuff starts and the heat of July hits it, it's just like, or June, it's just, woo, right up there. And that's how it is when God prunes us. He comes to us. We may feel vulnerable. We may not understand. We may not look pretty. And he speaks to us in our hearts. And he asks us to let things go. Or he takes things off of our plate. And we have to trust him. That around the corner. There's going to be new, healthy, vibrant growth. What's it look like? What's it look like when God's pruning us? Well, sometimes that means you, you've got a good relationship going. And all of a sudden... God, because God knows that relationship's not actually best for your future, He's going to prune that from you. You may have learned something great, but it's time to let it go. Maybe it's an employment position that you've been in, and you've been successful. You've shown yourself faithful, but God knows that it was training ground, not your final destination. And so He comes, and He works in your life, and He prunes it. Maybe it's a food. Maybe it's a beverage that you drink. And he says, oh, it's time to let that go. Leaders, family leaders, you may hear God say that it's time to take the kids' technology away for a season. Because God will talk to leaders to do certain things for the sake of those underneath them. Oh, that's not fun, is it? <laughs> business leader, you may hear God say, hey, it's time to cut back on our labor expense because he knows the future. He knows the downturns in the economy. He knows what's coming around. And we must listen to his pruning. I mean, imagine if the branches could talk on the vine. Right? We can. Jesus said that we're the branches. How many know we do some talking? Sometimes we shouldn't do so much talking, but we do some talking. How I many you know, you know if, the, if the vine and the branches could talk, what would they say when the vine dresser comes in one day and he's got these big old clippers? They're feeling vulnerable. They're feeling like, 
you know, I'm just making it through this season. I'm looking forward to that spring season. And all of a sudden, the vine dresser shows up, gets out of his truck, pulls out these clippers, and starts walking their way. What would the branches say if they could talk? Get away from me! I finally got this thing figured out. I finally feel like I'm good. I'm good. Get that guy over there, not me. And isn't it true that's kind of how we feel sometimes? When God starts to work in our heart, we feel like, no, nah, I got this church thing figured out. I've got this work thing figured out. I got the family thing figured out. I'm good, God. I'm good. I've learned what I need to learn. But we have a vine dresser who loves us enough to say, I'm not finished with you yet. Now, there's a difference between pruning and, and chastening. Hebrews 12, I'll, I'll read that verse. Hebrews 12, 5 and 6 says, My son, I do not take lightly the, di do not take lightly the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when you're corrected by him because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and punishes or chastens every son he accepts or rebukes every son he accepts. Sometimes people think that rebuking from God or chastening from God is the same as pruning from God and they're not. Right. Pruning, you're doing everything good. You're, you're walking with God, you're being fruitful and God just says, I want you to grow better. I want you to reproduce even more. I want more of what you are. Chastening from God or correction or rebuke from God is when you're not doing things right. You're in sin yeah. or you're getting close to it and God comes to you as a diligent father and he says, knock it off. Right. Or what you're doing is not good. And we have a choice at that moment of do I listen to God, my father, and obey or do I ignore it? And if we ignore it, then we step outside of his protection and we reap the results of our own stupidity. So don't come back to God when, you, when you're reaping the results of your own stupidity and say, oh, God's pruning me. Why is God pruning me? No, God already told you to stop going out there and getting drunk and spending all night in the club because that's not going to end up in a good spot. He already told you that. Okay? So those are two different things. Pruning is when you're doing good. Pruning is seasonal. It's, it causes health and produces growth. Chasing, chastening in your life is situational. It causes repent, repentance to come and produces virtue. And that's altogether different than stealing. Our enemy comes into our life to steal, kill, and destroy. God comes into our life to prune, and then we grow even more, more healthy, and all those things. So if somebody's just stealing from you, they're not pruning you. They're not your loving neighbor. They're the enemy. They're working together with the enemy, okay? If you're sensing chastening from God, like, stop it. I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of a blunt guy. You know, I need a kind of blunt. You know, uh, anybody else kind of blunt in the house? How many of you guys are a little more soft, a little more tender? Yeah, there's some tender. That's good. I, I, that's great. I'm glad that you guys are tender. But for me, I just need a blunt. 
And sometimes I, I get in my Bible in the morning, God's like, what are you thinking? <coughs> really? Okay. Yeah. But I, that's what I need. That's what I need for me to be healthy, for me to grow. I need God to sometimes come to me and say, knock it off. But today what he wants me to focus on is pruning. And, and I sense in my heart when I pray for this church, I sense that God's been working a pruning in several people's lives, in their families and in organizations. God's been working a pruning. And you've been sensing things that need to be cut off or you've went through things that have been cut off. But what I need to tell you this morning is God's not finished with you yet. He sent me this morning to strengthen you, to lift up your hands as those branches to by the spirit of God bind up that broken heart and to strengthen those feeble knees that say I don't want any more God I don't, I don't know if I can handle I don't know if I can go another day the woman that you gave me that I thought was a blessing I'm having a real tough time with God <laughs> the man that you gave me that I thought was a real big blessing he's not he's still a boy God We have, we have trials, don't we? And God prunes our relationships. In Psalm 103, verse 13 and 14, we'll, we'll kind of finish up here today. Psalm 103. I love these verses in verse 13 and 14. It says, As the Father pities His children, so the Lord pities those who fear Him. For He knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust. I love those words. He knows our frame. That means he knows what you can handle and what you can't. The Father loves you, and he's the great vine dresser. He loves you enough to come up. If you're in a relationship as a young adult, he loves you to come up enough to come up and say, hey, that one's not good lip if you're doing something in your family you got a habit in your family that's not gonna reap great fruit over time he loves to come up and help you to be more fruitful in your family and to clip off those things that aren't good and he also loves you enough to say wow you've been doing good you've been producing good fruit I see that you've been sharing your faith at work and and let and People are looking to you as a spiritual example in your life, and that's really good. And you know what? I want more of that in your life. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut off these extra things that are just distractions from you. Clip. Clip. There went the distractions. You see how a vine grows? It's, it's meant to be fruitful, and it gets its life. It, those branches get their life from the vine, and they will be fruitful. As long as they abide, they will be fruitful. And so... You grow and you grow in your life, and pretty soon you have so many different branches in your life that they're actually crossing each other, and they're, they're, they're getting mingled in each other, and there's so much there that parts of your life you can't even get the light of day right now. And so God, because He loves you, He comes and He clears out some of that overgrowth. So it doesn't feel like every day of your life your head is spinning. He wants you to be able to focus. 
So how should we respond to pruning? You know, God comes to us. He knows our frame. He comes into our life and he, he, he starts pruning us. How do we respond to that? Well, as branches that can talk, what we need to do is not focus so much on what's cut away from us, but focus on being attached and abiding in the vine. Remember, we started in John 15, and we'll, we'll just finish there today. Abiding in the vine. Yeah. How many of you know sometimes things get cut off from our life, and yet I imagine myself as this vine with grapes on it. And God's come up, and he's cut things off of my life, relationships that were good. I was a pastor for 11 years in Dubuque, Iowa, on the other side of the state, and things were going really good. I, You know? I, I had a plan and I was going this way and life was good and the bills were paid and all these things. And then God came and said, no, I think I'm going to make a change in your life. We're going to step you out from here and you're going to go to a place that you don't even know where it's going to be. You just have to trust me. And he cut off that employment and he cut off that ministry and he cut off all those things in my life. And what, what was I to do? Well, what I should have done is just abide in the vine and say, yes, God. Because that's what all of you do every time. <laughs> yes, God. Mm, it just me and you. Just us. But what oftentimes, what do we do? Oh, God, look at that. We look down at what's been cut off, don't we? We say, oh, God, I really had a good right there. I had a lot of friends at my old workplace. Why did you have to come and move me? I, I was really comfortable in that relationship. I had a date for the prom. Why did you come and cut that off? Our organization was smooth. Why, God, did you have to renew the vision? I renewed the vision in your will and they left. Woo! That's harsh, isn't it? And we look down at those branches and we go, oh, oh, what it would have been, what it would have been. It would have stunk. Yeah. Yeah. You would have got so tired of, and complacent of being the same old thing. You would have got tired and complacent and you would have stopped bearing new fruits because you would have got overgrown in yourself <coughs> and our father the great vine dresser who knows us loves us enough to come to us sometimes when we feel vulnerable and to prune us Amen. the benefits of pruning of pruning health strength in your structure yeah. increase the airflow through the branches so they can produce more increase energy and power inside each branch that's left Remove the rub between the branches. How many know branches can rub one another? You ever been rubbed by another person? They just rub you a little bit? Yeah. Okay, I'll stop. Pruning reduces pest problems. It removes disease. Pruning makes you more fruitful. It improves the appearance. You make it through pruning, you're a hottie. Pruning 
bring stronger growth in str the strategic direction that God wants. God sent me this morning with a specific word out of Isaiah 35 to strengthen the weak hands and the feeble knees, knees of the pruned branches. Here in this morning, around this room, you know who you are. You've experienced pruning in your life. You've had things cut away from you or things are getting cut away from you. Or while I'm talking about pruning this morning, you're like, oh no, God's showing you pictures in your heart of things that you need to let go of. You've been pruned, but you've not yet been bound up. You've not been placed back into the vine. You, what the vine dresser does is he, he comes in and he, he takes this ribbon and he ties it around the vine and he, uh, the branch and he ties it back to the vine to make sure it's healthy for the new growth. I feel like this morning that some people in here have been pruned, but they've not been bound back up. They've not been dressed back up. Like, you see things have been cut away, but what you need to do to respond to pruning is you need to come back to the vine and abide in it. And so this morning, what I want to do is this. I want to say a prayer for everybody here that has felt pruning in their life and they need God's help to strengthen them. They want to, they want to come back and abide in the vine. They want to be bound back up to Christ. They want to receive strength for what's coming in this next stage. And I'm going to have you take a step of faith today. You're believers. You walk by faith. You know faith. And you know how God works. If that's you this morning and you want me to pray with you and you want to receive, I'm not going to have you come forward. I'm just going to have you stand up wherever your seat is. I'm going to say a prayer over all of you that stand up. You saying, I've been pruned, or I've been involved in pruning, and I need some prayer this morning, along with everybody else, to be strengthened again. Go ahead and stand up right where you're at this morning. And we're going to see God do His own thing. Okay? I'm not the vine dresser. The Father's the vine dresser. I abide in the vine just like you do. But He's called me to bring strength to you today. I spent... I spend my life, much of my life, on my knees in prayer. And when I was on my knees in prayer for this congregation, this is the exact moment that I saw. I saw people this morning standing up around this congregation. And I knew that God wanted to strengthen you. So let me pray. Let me pray. Father God, I pray for this congregation right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, they've been through pruning, and some you're leading right into it with this message. Some, Father, they've been through pruning, and they've got thought, I don't know if I can take another step. I don't know if I can do it again. I don't know if I can go another renewal season. I don't know. I don't know if I want another new career. I don't know if I want another this or that. I don't know if I can handle it. But God, today, you're coming in to strengthen them. And so, Father, I pray by your Spirit right now, all over this room, strength, strength, strength. Now, new strength, new strength. You'll be able to lift your hand again. You'll be able to lift your hands again. You'll be able to be strong again. You'll be able to walk forward with strength again. Where you were tired before, where you were ready to give up before, no. Now you have new strength, new strength, new strength, new strength. New strength for a new day. Father, I thank you for it. I release it in this place to all these faithful people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.
You can sit down where you're at. Finally, I'll say this to the angel of the church at Fort Dodge. A season of pruning followed by supernatural growth is what I see. I see a new fruit. I see new fruit on new extensions of the vine from this house. As a leader, you will soon have to make some tough calls to cut off some things that have worked to produce fruit in the past and in the present. But when you abide in him, new growth will outproduce the old. And the fruit will speak of your decision making. And those who have had a hard time with the change will come and they will say, well done. And those who choose to walk away will miss out on their share of a blessing. That's a word from God for this house. I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak this morning. God loves you. I love you. Speak growth and health in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. For more information on New Covenant, contact us at 3318 Fifth Avenue South, Fort Dodge, Iowa, 50501. Or you can call us at 515-955-6222.